This is what we Wake up, everyone. It's time for the Steve Noble Show, where biblical Christianity meets the everyday issues of life in your home, at work, and even in politics. Steve is an ordinary man who believes in an extraordinary God. And on his show, there's plenty of grace and lots of truth, but no sacred cows. Call Steve now at 866-34-TRUTH. That's 866-34-TRUTH. Or check him out online at thestevenobleshow.com. And now, here's your host, Steve Noble. Hey, welcome back. Hope you're doing well. This is Steve Noble, The Steve Noble Show. My buddy, uh, Fred Von Cannon's in the studio. We're going to spend uh, most of the show today talking to Fred about his uh, run for Congress in North Carolina's 13th District. Uh, and uh, Fred is a dear friend and, and, a, and a brother in Christ. So we're going to spend three segments talking to Fred. He's here in the studio. But before we do that, ho, 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 Merry Christmas. Uh, Christ is born in Bethlehem and the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. Throw that picture up there. If you live in Cary, North Carolina, you can be so proud of Cary. The Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, also called Order of Perpetual Indulgence, is a charitable protest and street performance movement that uses drag and religious imagery to satirize issues of sex, gender, and morality and fundraise for charity. Uh, Yeah, right. So why are they in a Christmas parade in Cary, North Carolina? Tammy Fitzgerald is the founder, executive director of North Carolina Values. And is going to help us uh, know what's going on. What would you say? What do you mean? Hold on. Hold on, Tammy. Hold on, everybody. Hold on. Hey, Winston-Salem, can you guys pull her on the air for me, please? Because something's happening in our end that that's not happening. Okay, you guys work on that. Put her, make sure she's on hold or something. Bring Fred's mic up and go back to the change that picture, okay, before I throw something through the window, uh, which would be nice. Can you bring Fred's mic up? All right, they'll have to work on that. Hey, Fred, how you doing? Merry Christmas. Good, good. How are you? And get rid of that. Yeah, it's making me ill. Get rid of the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence and get Fred Von Cannon for Congress up there. It's good to see you. Uh, Merry Christmas. How are you? Yeah, Merry Christmas. I'm doing great. So we will uh, we'll keep trying to talk to Tammy, see what's going on. We'll fix it. Uh, but that's uh, let's just comment on that real quick. So this is the town of Cary. Do we have to? Yes. <laughs> and, and the is she there? Tammy, are you there? I'm hey, Tammy. Here. Oh, there you are. Sorry about that. Hey, anyway, you can hear me. I got you. Sorry awesome. about that. Uh, so Fred Von Cannon's hey, here in the hey, studio Fred. with me. Great to, great to have you on. Hey, Tammy, how are you? Okay, so. Hey, Fred, I'm doing great. Good my, to hear your voice. My assumption, Tammy, and Tammy's with NC Values, uh, my assumption is that the, the town of Cary is a nice place that you should uh, want to go raise your children and your family there, and it's a nice American city, but apparently not when it comes to the Christmas parade. So help us understand what in the world's going on there. Well, this is really crazy, uh, Steve, but the town of Cary is having its annual Christmas parade tomorrow afternoon at 2 o'clock. And one of the floats in the parade is put on by Pride of Cary, which is the LGBTQ plus 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 organization in Cary. And they are featuring on one of their flyers um, that they're going to have on the float a, a drag queen named Sister Be Yourself, who is part of the Friends of Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, which is an LGBT transgender group uh, 
that mocks Christians, especially Catholic Christians, and have posed in pictures uh, that look like the Last Supper, where they're all in drag. They've uh, they've got pictures where they've got a a caricature of Jesus uh, on a cross and a guy doing pole dancing on the cross and other vulgar things that I can't really repeat on air because it yeah. makes me uh, angry and embarrassed to even think about it. Um, so this is a group that openly mocks Christians, and they've been invited and allowed to participate in the Carrie Christmas, I said Christmas, <laughs> yes, thank parade, you. because as all people on earth know, Christmas is a holiday where we celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It is a holy time of year for Christians, Amen. and this openly mocks Christians. And there are floats in this parade uh, from Christian schools in the area. I'm sure there are people participating in this parade tomorrow that have no idea that they're little children are going to be confronted by the looks of a drag queen um, who mocks their faith, the reason they're there. And so I just am outraged by it. We have contacted uh, the mayor's office, the city council, and Carrie, um, the JCs, and the message we got back from the mayor just a few minutes ago was that he can do nothing about it. So if you believe that, I want to hear everyone who, who believes that the mayor can do nothing about the parade going on in his town tomorrow. Um, stand up and yell if you think that's <laughs> correct, because it's it's absolutely incorrect. And this is a town that uh, promotes itself as a family-friendly place to live. Is and, the mayor? Um, this hey, is Tammy, is the mayor Harold Weinbrecht? I believe the, that's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Mayor Harold Weinbrecht, by the way, especially if you live in Cary, everybody. So, so what do we do about this? It's obviously disgusting, mocking Christ at Christmas. I blame Cary. I blame Mayor Harold Weinbrecht. I bl- blame the JCs. I blame the, the Cary Town Council. But, but what can we do at this point since they're going to do it anyway? What should uh, people that love the Lord or just decency, what should they do uh, w- with this happening tomorrow afternoon in Cary? Well, I several things. I recommend that you pull up, uh, you can just Google it, the Carrie JCs, because they are the sponsor of the parade. The JCs, the business group in Carrie. And uh, there's a button on their website. Uh, just type in Carrie JCs Christmas Parade, and the page will come up, and there's a Contact Us button. And I would just send them a little message. But I would also Google the town of Carrie um, and send them a message. But there is a petition. We did not set this up, um, but someone else did uh, for a, a petition to the town of Cary to stop the parade. And yeah. so it's a change.org petition. Um, and I would, I would take that. I would sign that petition. Um, and I, we're going to have people there tomorrow filming. Good. Um, so that we can expose what's happening. But yep. I just encourage people, if you're part of a float that's on, in the parade tomorrow, I would encourage you to withdraw your float. Yeah, amen. And tell the town of Cary. That's right. Yeah. I mean, Christians yeah. don't have to participate. No, in I'm up mocked. against the break. I got to go, Tammy, but thank you. And I'll keep talking about that. I'll put it out on social media. Tammy Fitzgerald with NC Values. We'll be right back.
Welcome back. It's Steve Noble, The Steve Noble Show. We'll take it up a few notches. We'll leave the world of Cary, North Carolina, where Thank the mayor you. is an idiot. Uh, God bless you, sir. I hope you repent. But he's an idiot because he won't put pressure on the JCs. And the JCs have allowed the uh, pride group and Carrie to bring in the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, which really exists to mock the church. Tammy Fitzgerald called in from NC Value. So if you're in Cary or you're going to that parade, uh, you should make your voice heard. You should probably make your voice heard while you're there. Uh, I would be barking things at the mayor as he comes by. I would be barking things, uh, Christ-like but firm. At the JCs, and then when the sister perpetual indulge, indulgence lady guy whatever uh, comes by, I, me personally, I wouldn't yell at him, but I would certainly be praying for him. And so, if you're down there, if you're a business owner in Cary, if you have anything to do with the JCs, you need to light these guys up, yeah. uh, 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 firm and strong, but Christ-like. Remember that. Don't trash your witness over it. Uh, but you should definitely react. I mean, it's just, uh, but that's the state of the nation, Fred Von Cannon, that we're in. FredVonCannon.com, who's running for Congress. North Carolina's 13th district, uh, which is enormous, and uh, around the Raleigh area and, and the outskirts of, of the Triangle. Uh, it's great to have you back in. Merry Christmas. Thanks for being here. And, and that's just a local example of really where the nation's going. Right. I mean, there's more to talk about than that. Oh, but that's, but that's yeah, the fact that, that we're mocking that openly yeah. with a local government apparently being fine with it is just sickening. And you know what it is? It's, I think everybody, well not everybody, but the majority of people know it's wrong, don't want it there, but there's, we need leaders who have courage who are going to stand up and take a principled stand on right. things because courage is contagious. And as soon as somebody does, then everybody will gather around them. Um, and, and so that's, that's what we need locally. That's what we need, uh, at the state level. And that's absolutely what we need in Washington, DC. Yeah. And that, and that's, uh, as, as we've had these conversations in the past and talking about getting involved with politics and, and you're a doer, uh, you're a doer and a donor, but you're a doer. I'm a doer. I'm occasionally a donor. And, and there's just way too many Christians, whether it be on the local level or at the national level, that we, we throw things at the TV, we scream at Fox News, we watch our Twitter feed or X or whatever it's called now, but very few people actually do something about it. Yeah. So in terms of, as a successful businessman, a father, you're involved out at Prime Barbecue, one of our favorite places to eat, of course. <laughs> so, it's not, so it's not like you're looking for something to do, uh, yet here you are. No, you, you were but, busy already. Yeah, but there, if, if there comes a time, and you can make a case for it, five, 10 years from now, who knows, 20 years, that they finally turn the lights off on this country because it's it's just gone. It's over the cliff. At that moment, I don't want to be sitting on the couch going, mm. dang, I wish I'd have done something. Right. So that's it. And that's just my nature. It, you know, whatever thy hands find to do, do with all they might. That's that's me. And so um, I, I'm, I'm if we go down, it ain't going to be without a fight. Right. I, I've served the country before. I've taken the oath. I'll take it again. I'm serious about it. I'm a serious person. We've got serious problems, and I think that's what we need, people that are serious about them, understand them, have the life experience and the, the fortitude and the, and the spine to stand up to. And it isn't just to the left you're standing up to, by the way. We've got Tommy Tuberville, uh, who's, oh, a, who's a friend who's, um, you know, come and help support the campaign. And he's, you know, I talked to him a few weeks ago and was encouraging him because at that time, We've got members of his own party. His own party. Are in there with knives in his back on the on the Senate floor. Because he's standing up for life. He's just 
whatever he's standing up for, it doesn't, I mean, in this case, life, which is the most important thing you can stand up for. But even when people take these principled positions, it's often, um, you know, your own party that mm-hmm. comes in. So you have to, you just have to have a, a, uh, a conviction about this yeah. and go in there and, and be ready to take the knives from both sides. And, and I do believe he has encouraged so many people. Yeah. When I say the name Tommy Tuberville, People don't think about football coach. They don't even think about center. They think about his stand yeah. for the cause of life. And it's really for the rule of law. This is illegal, what our government mm-hmm. is doing. And he's standing up to it, and and he's rallying a lot of people around him. And he and it's a lot of things in this day and age are, are, are Israel, the thing that's happened on October 7th and, yeah. and the fallout from there. There's so many things that you look around and like, wow, people are really self-identifying. There are, there are mm-hmm. binary things where you can't sit on the fence. That's right. You, you're taking a side and you're like, wow, they, they went there. You know, they, they're supporting uh, from the river to the sea. You know, it's like yeah. all these campuses and all these people. And I'm like, Wow. But it, it really well, look at look what happened just the other day in Congress with three of the of the presidents of uh, Penn and Harvard and oh one other person gosh. and and a guy praise the Lord pulled a hundred million dollar commitment to yeah, Penn for Penn because yeah. they're like well if you say men can't be women and women can't be men that's hateful and violent as soon as it leaves your mouth right but if you call for the genocide uh, of Jews relative to what's going on in Israel with Hamas all of a sudden that requires context yeah and 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 well not only context but one of them said that well you know if they act on it and Elise Stefanik who was doing the questioning like act on it you mean actually do the genocide until you this start is, killing Jews this is unbelievable first amendment yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah it's it's psychotic it, where did this resolve? I've known you for a while. Resolve, you're you're a, a tough person, meaning resolve resiliency. Did where did that come from? Did that come from the fact that you grew up in abject poverty? Did you learn it in the navy? Was it becoming a business owner? Where did that Where did that come from? I, I think honestly, it, it was just the way we grew up. Um, it, you know, put that. You know, if it wasn't already in my DNA, we got it. You know, kind of beat into our DNA, yeah. and so it was there. And I think the Navy refined it, and and uh, and and being in business, you know, maybe uh, I could manifest some of the some of the characteristics that we learned yeah. through yeah. through hard times. But uh, I, I think probably just through through the way we grew up, um, that that will uh, solidify things in you, you. You know, when you've when you've gone through what we went through growing up yeah um you realize a few things it, every night we do what we call thankfuls and we say what we're thankful for that day it, uh, the first and foremost when you grow up with literally nothing and you know just uh, yeah uh, you got your first tooth toothbrush when you went into the navy right? yeah yeah the first <laughs> dentist i ever saw was in boot camp and he gave me my first toothbrush <laughs> and so you know we just you know we we literally had nothing and so when you grow up like that Whatever you do have, you are grateful for. Yeah. And and the Lord has blessed us. We've gone from from how I grew up to to being able to to contribute and help uh, uh, things. And so and then you also realize, you know, after you're saved and and you realize it's a whole new perspective on things when you realize it's not yours. Yeah. It's not your money. It's not your house. It's not your kids. Not even about you. You are a steward of these things. and, And God has blessed us. Uh, to be a steward of of great kids and now grandkids and and but they're his he created them mm-hmm. um, just you know we're kind of renting them I guess for a little bit or <laughs> in your time and your life experiences you're, you're yeah. a steward of all of that and yeah. then it has to be deployed for the good of the kingdom and for the good of your neighbor that's and that's right. why for for us as Christians you know apathy simply is not an option I'll often tell people listen I, I don't think the opposite 
of love is hate. I think the opposite of love is apathy. Yeah. I think that's worse to just not care, which James obviously call, calls that a sin. You're speaking of right opposite. Like right now, we are living through the opposite of what my two favorite presidents, President Reagan and President Trump, have done peace through strength. They both of them right. talked about in the campaign, the other side said they were going to blow things up. They didn't. It was peaceful. Now we have the exact opposite of that. Yeah. We have very unpeace through weakness. Yeah. A lot of weakness causes more lack of peace, more violence, more death. Thank you, Joe Biden. Whether it's in uh, the Middle East or on our southern border, that's what weakness gets you, is chaos and death and abuse. This is Steve Noble with Fred Von Cannon, fredvoncannon.com, North Carolina's 13th Congressional District. We'll be right back. Welcome back. It's Steve Noble, the Steve Noble Show, here with my friend Fred Von Cannon. Fred Von Cannon, V-O-N-C-A-N-O-N. FredVonCannon.com is his website, running for Congress, North Carolina's 13th Congressional District. And we're just talking about uh, just filed. Was that yesterday? The yesterday. day before yesterday? No, Congratulations. Yesterday. Yeah. That's exciting. Old and Pearl uh, Harbor Day on my dad's birthday. Yeah, how cool is that? Yeah. Your dad was born on December 7th. He was. My brother's December 8th. My dad, who's in heaven, was December 9th. Yeah. Uh, who was 14 when Pearl Harbor happened. Finishing officer candidate school at the end of the war and went to Germany during the occupation. Walked into Dachau about six months after the war was over. I interviewed him from the chair he died in two months later. Oh, wow. Uh, in Charleston, South Carolina. He never talked about World War II in, in his experience in Germany. Uh, and I just decided that day we were talking about death because he was close to it. Mm-hmm. And, and his death was sudden. We weren't expecting him to die two months later. But I, I asked him, what, what do, you, do you have any specific memories about Germany or Dachau. And he said, uh, yes, the lamps. And he never, I've never heard anything in my whole life. Okay. This is four years ago. And I said, well, what about the lamps? And he said, they were made of skin. Oh my goodness. And that was it. And then I knew, okay, that's enough. Move on. And then we did. But that's the only thing in my entire life up till four years ago, 53 years of age that I ever heard my dad say about that. So praise God for people like my dad and your dad. Uh, and, and people like you that serve the nation and the Navy. In this case, we're talking to Fred about this run. We were talking about uh, the sister perpetual indulgence. We're going to leave that behind in, in that big mess. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and then just talking about running and, and resilience and toughness. And, and Fred grew up in base, abject poverty is probably, an over, is probably an understatement. But just the toughness to run. And we look up in D.C. and we were talking on the break, Fred, just about – uh, funding the military. We're in all these military actions, endless wars. Everybody makes the case that somebody like Donald Trump's going to do nothing but pull the trigger. And we actually had four peaceful years. Now we got uh, a buffoon who shouldn't be there. God help him. Uh, Joe Biden and his all of his lackeys. And, mm-hmm. and we got violence everywhere. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when you don't have strength. You you create a vacuum, and with that vacuum, people are going to fill it. And uh, yeah. So so and it's not good, guys. America has a responsibility to the rest of the world to lead. And uh, again, you saw that with President Reagan. You saw that with President Trump. Um, and in both cases, people thought that they were going to be the ones getting us into the wars. And, and mm-hmm. I served the eight years of, that I served in the Navy were during uh, Reagan's. Wow. Uh, he, he was my commander in chief. Yeah, wow. And it was an peaceful. Honor. Yeah, yep. right. And and Trump, same thing, peaceful and getting us out of things. We, these endless wars just um, – you. I, I, I get so emotional about it for mm-hmm. a couple of reasons. One is just from a constitutional standpoint, the, the Congress 
has responsibilities that they've just given up on. And the war powers. War powers is the main yeah, at the top of the list. Well, probably top of the list is spending and, yeah. and, and letting these agencies and departments just run over them. Uh, but the reality is it, we haven't declared war since, you know, 80 some years ago. World, World War II. II. Uh, my dad served in Korea. That was a Korean conflict. It wasn't a Korean mm-hmm. war because we didn't declare war. Um, I was in during eight years of peaceful uh, time, and my son served in Afghanistan, a 20-year war where we had hundreds of thousands of people come back permanently injured, like yeah. my son. Yep. And and for what? For what? Seriously. And so we get into these. My, my take is that we need to have the biggest, baddest military ever. And uh, so that we deter people from right. doing things. That's and right. then if we get poked enough, if, it, if we have a December 7th, we had no choice but to get into that That's war right. at that point. And then when you get in, get in and get out in, in weeks or months, yep. not years or decades like Quick. we're doing now. And, and the purpose is to you know deter uh, any aggression and then to deal with it forcefully when it happens. It's not to uh, fortify the military-industrial complex and the Nikki Haley's of the world. So, um, that, you know, so we get into these endless wars. I'm t- trying to think of like Trump versus Biden here as, you know, with Trump, love him, hate him. I guess it's one or the other. I, I don't really get into the personality. I, I yeah. love a lot of stuff that he did a lot. Yeah. Um, and well, you want to brush Iran back from the plate. You kill Soleimani. Right. Because they killed some Americans. Exactly. And then you let the Ayatollah know if you do anything, we're going to kill you. Yeah, exactly. And, and they knew. And we know where you are and, and, and we what, can do it. That's right. And they knew even before Soleimani. Mm-hmm. The, the the beauty of Trump was his, he's so unpredictable. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he's so, to so many people, he's so iconic and kind of out there. They're like, he might actually do it. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's exactly it's what a you deterrent. want. To, to not be predictable. And the other thing he did that I loved was energy independence. Mm-hmm. We got to where, you know, drill, fracking and, and oil and gas prices down. And now yep. we aren't depending on these crazy nations that hate us right. um, for our own uh, yeah. safety. And so... And so economically and national security-wise, we need energy independence. We had it. Biden literally just gave it away yeah. and, and acts like our country can run on windmills. It cannot. No. Mm-hmm. You cannot. Mm-hmm. And so you've got – and the economy. We had this roaring economy. Uh, you got COVID. You give people a pass yeah. on that. Okay. But now the last few years of Bidenomics, it's, uh, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. And, and, of course, they're going to talk about the job numbers that came out today. But that's just the first shot, and then they're going to revise it once, probably twice, and it'll go down. Let me tell you a stat, and I'll do this real quick. First quarter of 2021, when Biden got uh, inaugurated, um, all the exit value of all the startup sales for that quarter, so add up all the sales uh, of um, startup companies in the merger and acquisition space, and it was $265 billion. Strong quarter. Yep. Two years later, two years of Bidenomics, first quarter of this year, all the exit dollars total of sales, six billion, from two hundred and sixty-five. Get out of here! Six. Really? So, <laughs> Bidenomics has locked up all the money. Nobody's nobody's doing anything. Interest rates are high. Man. The the future is uncertain for everybody from a monetary standpoint, and nobody trusts the market. They yeah. don't trust his policies, yep. and so you get an extra ten or. 19,000, I think, jobs than they were predicting, and they're acting like it's the second coming, and it's not. (laughs) And it's, and it will be revised down. It always is. And so, so anyway, you've got the economy, you've got, um, you know, energy independence, you've got these endless wars, you've got our border, holy, but jolly there, right? When we would talk, if we were talking five years ago, 10 years ago about the border, we'd be talking about illegal immigration, and that's it. Right. That's right. That's probably the third most important thing. The leading cause of death, you know, this from 18 to 45 year olds is 
drug overdose, drug overdose. largely coming across yeah, the southern border. Fentanyl. And then you've got um, the human trafficking. We've got you've got kids. You know, I've got two teenage daughters. Can, I just can't even get my head around what's happening to these people, yeah. and particularly it's a young, humanitarian young girls. crisis that we created. And are, are perpetuating. In, in the name of, and then May- Mayorkas, who I can't believe they're not impeaching. They need to impeach Mayorkas, all Mayorkas, who says, you know, the southern border, our southern border policy is working. They had 11,000 uh, catches two days ago. Yeah, yeah. In one day. Yeah, yep. It's totally insane. It's totally wide open. It is a humanitarian crisis. And so not only are these For illegal, 1,200 miles. Yeah, these illegal aliens. But now we've got these known terrorists that right. are coming across. What, the number earlier this year that they caught that were from... Uh, on the terror watch list was like 126 or 150. It only took 19 to do 9-11. What are we setting ourselves up for? They're here. They are. And they're not just – and there are people coming into this country that hate our country that want to do it harm. Oh, absolutely. And and we're just opening the door for them. Yeah, and you don't know who's who because we're not dealing with any of them. Most of them are coming across. All they talk about is, hey, we we know we had 2.6 million – uh, that we met at the border, but those, the, but then you get all the getaways and the people that are coming across. And that you watch the video, it's like the mall's open. Yeah, just come on in. You know what the biggest thing is these these problems, all these problems. Uh, the people in this race, they you know in this primary that I'm in, they probably could tell you all these same problems. Here's the issue: the issue, is, those aren't the issues. The issue, the real issue, is who's the right person to send to Washington to deal with those right, issues. Right. We can all agree on the problem. I'm glad you brought that up because I want to. I want to mention this because I, I know two out of the three people that are that are in the primary. Uh, I love young, smart, ambitious people that care about the country. I do. I, I appreciate that. Uh, I look Me at too. them and I'm like, you guys need to get in and stay in. That's right. But there's no substitute for life experience That's right. and which leads to wisdom and especially business experience and business ownership experience. If I can get a business owner, a believer and somebody that served in the military and somebody that grew up poor, I'm going to take that all day long mm-hmm. because all of that stuff factors, whether it's you or anybody else, all mm-hmm. that stuff's going to factor into somebody that actually understands reality and not from a theoretical standpoint, not from a, uh, I, I got a lot of degrees at college. I have high intelligence, and in, in a lot of these guys do. Mm-hmm. But from an on-the-ground life experience for decades. That's right. That, that's the only way you get to wisdom. That, I, so I, I have a bunch of smart students that are in high school, but none of them have wisdom and discernment. Right. They can't. So age – matters i think so i think you know and there is a, a band there once you get sure into, you know <laughs> um you don't want to be there forever i'm for term limits but i think that the citizen representative is really how the framers envisioned mm-hmm. it is not people maybe in their 20s of course our 20 some year olds aren't the 20 some year olds of james madison <laughs> yes thank but you. like you know if we had you know you've got some life we're going to be empty nesters next fall so we get to go up there she's coming with me i don't want to go without my wife i love her and and i want to be with her yeah so i think of some of these folks going and leaving she makes you look good yeah she does leaving their leaving their families to go do this it's uh sometimes it's a recipe for disaster yeah and so i i think the intention of the framers was exactly what you just described i think people with experience some laps uh you know on them and and that have the experience and the capability to do to do the job well you got in the house you got to be 25 in the senate you got to be 30 as president you got to be 35 but that was in 1789 yeah Double so, those now. <laughs> yeah, you, but then you can't have 78, 80, 85 either. Talking to Fred Von Cannon, fredvoncannon.com. We'll be right back.
Welcome back. It's Steve Noble, The Steve Noble Show. Great to be with you. Merry Christmas to you all. Talking to my good friend Fred Von Cannon. Fred Von Cannon, V-O-N-C-A-N-O-N, fredvoncannon.com. Uh, running for North Carolina's 13th Congressional District. This is a very, very important district. Uh, and sending men like Fred up to Congress is super, super important. It's really the only shot we have at some sanity up there. Uh, and, and we need more and more people that are experienced and wise and uh, if I can get them full of the Holy Spirit, I'll take it. So when you look at uh, District 13, it's like a reverse C. It's like the bottom of a J. Or what? <laughs> Caswell, Person, Granville, Franklin, and then down into Northern Wake County, but not in the middle of Wake County because they drew that. They drew that into District 2 to basically throw that to the Democrats. Then Johnston County, Harnett County, and Lee County. So it's a big reverse C. Uh, with Raleigh right in the middle. So that's a big district. That's a lot of work. 745,671 people. Uh, but they have to make all the districts the same. So that's the district size of all of them. Yeah, and, uh, that's our population divided by 15, basically. 14, yeah. And so they've got, um, they took the the red precincts out of the northern county, out of uh, Aaron's district in the southeast, and added it to all those. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's really, a, it's, it, it's a great district. I love it. It fits me perfectly. You know, talking about how we grew yeah. up, just small, yep. small town USA. Yep. And um, yeah, downtown you know, Raleigh's not really Fred no, Cannon's style. No, it's not. We've got prime barbecues your style. We got some candidates that live in downtown Raleigh that are running in this, and it's just not a fit for them. Yeah. And, and I think the campaign will flush that out. So, yeah, yeah. small town America is uh, is is me. It's how I grew up, and that's that's this district. And I, I man, I. I didn't imagine them drawing something like this, but when they did, I was uh, yeah, cool. I, I was really happy. Those with are it. my peeps. Yep, yep. That, that, which is awesome. So let's talk for a second because uh, uh, the challenge is up in D.C. right now for the Republicans, particularly in the House, which is what you're running for, is really to be a spoiler and to stand strong and demand things. Uh, and so they're dealing with let's separate the funding for for Ukraine and Israel because Ukraine's a train wreck. We can trust Israel, but we can't Ukraine. And then trying to get some things done on the southern border. So so what should we be what would you be demanding on the southern border as a Republican in Congress? Well, we have to do what we should have done all along and and it's probably the one fault that I'll have of of President Reagan is that he uh, believed uh, O'Neill and those guys that said, "Oh, you know, money We'll do the, you know, we'll do the border security later kind of right. thing. And it's always later. And it's just like everything else up there. It's always later. Just let's just do these CRs and the omnibus oh, this man. year. We'll fix it next year. We'll fix it next year. Stop the we'll fix it next year attitude and build the wall, finish the border, uh, put troops there if we need to. Yep. I'm not a huge fan of militarizing that, but if we need to, and then you can make the case that's long past. Well, it's a and national so security threat because we it have is. guys that are on the um, terror watch it, list coming It is, in. and so um, bring the military, bring the National Guard, at least let the border states use their National Guard because mm-hmm. we're stopping that. We're cutting their razor wire and doing just crazy stuff. Did you see the video of the when the Fed sent in a, 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 a bulldozer debate and they yeah. lifted up the fence yep. and all to the illegal illegally run yeah. into so who, who but Mayorka says the the southern border is secure. Of for course him, so it is. Yeah, you need to so, rest. So we have to secure it. We have to. We literally have to deport the people who are here illegally. That's it. Um, I mean, there's no. I know that sounds harsh, but that's how it is. And and you could make a case that we need to have um, a moratorium on immigration mm-hmm. for some period of time and let some assimilation happen. Yeah. 
because uh, and some fleshing out of who's here happened. Right, right. Um, I, I'm, I'm a fan of immigration, um, but it has to be on our terms. You've got a, a, a door at your front, you know, the front of your yep. house and it's locked. It's and locked. You, and you let the people in that you want in and you don't let the people. Right. In. And if you've had enough, if I've, I'm an introvert, if I get peopled out, I don't let people in. I'm going <laughs> to stop for a while. So yes. we might be peopled out. And so we so first you have to stop the problem where it is right. and quit kicking the can down the road. So it's got to be done. It can be done. Um, the border was the wall was getting built pretty quick. It's got to be funded. It's got to be done. Um, and then get the people who aren't supposed to be here out. out. And, um, you know, and the FBI needs to be spending their dollars not on um, school board moms and, and oh, Catholics. Uh, right. It needs praying to, outside an abortion clinic. It, it needs it, and in dealing with abortion clinics, you know, supporters, it needs to absolutely be on this and, yeah. and really unless there's some other big priority i don't know about primarily this yeah and, is, I, and i think this is the right move we're not going to give you a dime more for ukraine yeah. until we get some substantive but changes we've got the, the house that just voted and i think i don't know if it's in the senate gone you know on this building them some you know half a yeah you know some, some huge giant office brand new office yeah, for the fbi want. And it, and like for you're rewarding them for this, and no, then we've got nothing, and we've got Republicans that are saying, yeah, let's reauthorize the FISA 702. And like, wait, huh? we've got so many. The Constitution is just being trampled on, and you've got it's come out. You know, Missouri v. Biden is probably going to mm-hmm. be the biggest case um, that in the First Amendment in the history of our country. That's right. There's massive, massive government suppression of speech. The, the government in these agencies are supposed to be um, for the people, by the people, of the people, not against the people. That's right. Right? And so we've got it all backwards. we got to – but, again, to, uh, border specifically, we just got to shut it down and um, and do it the way it's supposed to be done and, and get uh, the people who are here illegally out. Yeah. And then you can kind of – okay, now you can reset and figure out, okay, what, what does a steady state look like? How many uh, – what is the immigration number right. we want from what right. countries for what criteria – you know, yeah, you got to do triage first. You got to stop the bleeding. Got to stop it, and then we'll deal with the other stuff later. Yeah, but you got to stop the bleeding. How, how do you how, how do you play tough up there? Because the problem is that the Republicans have a tendency and a long track record of caving. You have to be willing to take the take the hits, don't they you? They do. You have to take the hits. There, you've got Mike Lee in the Senate. You've got Tuberville. You've got Chip in, Roy in, in the House. You've Texas. got Chip Roy. Um, you know, you've got. You've got a handful of you got Dan Bishop here yep. from North Carolina yep. and and as much as I love the idea of him being our attorney general I hate the, that he's not yeah. going to be in yeah. Congress I wish he could do both. Uh you've got a handful of people Jim Jordan that that do uh stand strong and they just need reinforcements. Yeah. They need reinforcements and I would be it'd be the honor of my life to go up there and stand shoulder to shoulder. Would you be comfortable uh, shutting down the government? It has to be. I mean, I don't even know how that's uh, in uh, up for debate. Listen, if, every day we Congress, shut down the government, we decrease the rapidity of our stinking national debt anyway. But you, ha- there's some things you have to say this far and no further. Yeah. But um, Tom Massey or, or, um, from Kentucky had the, an idea that I love. Do a CR when the when the uh, you know, as soon as you get you know, sworn in in January, do a CR for the next year. And what it is is saying, here's our continuing resolution, send it over to the um, Senate. And this is, if we don't have this spending bill done by October 1st, when it's supposed to be implemented, yeah. um, then we, the CR goes into effect. Well, the CR funds everything at 90% or 95%. That's a great idea. Right? 
Yeah. Now, so you have a cliff now, at the end. Now, and it's a it's and so at my point, I wouldn't care if they got the spending bills done if we could right. cut by five or ten percent. Right. But let's do them. Let's do all these eighteen appropriations bill the way they're supposed to be done, one at a time. Vote on them. Amendments, debate the way it should be done. Yeah. And if you do that, you cut out so much of this, and you put. The, the light of day. They do these omnibus bills in the middle of the night, and they're stacked oh. up taller than you are tall. Yep, that's right. And nobody reads them. They nobody. can't read them. Mm. And all this stuff is buried in there. We need a, you know, this disinfectant of, of daylight on all these debates yep. and all these amendments. Let amendments happen. So much of the stuff that happened in January as a result of the um, those 20 or so in the Freedom Caucus, God bless them, that, that stood up. And yeah. said, yes, you can be speaker, but we need you to agree to these things. Yep. Chip Roy was great with that. He said, hey, Kevin, this isn't personal. I like you. Yeah. But we have a country to save. Yep, that's and right. so the whole thing, like, that's. This isn't about favors and relationships. No. It's about the when stability you, of the that's, And that's how I look at it. I tell people, hey, join my team. We've got a country to save. Let's go. And we need to find people who have that attitude, who have, uh, you know, that Freedom Caucus kind yep. of attitude that are willing to go up there mm-hmm. and stand firm and um, and know that there's arrows coming, but we just need to give them some reinforcements. I'll tell you, in North Carolina, the, the representatives that we will be losing from Congress and the representatives that it looks like we'll be gaining from Congress – that's a really good start yeah. um, uh, to getting some reinforcements up there. Yeah, so. you got you got to pick people that are willing to do what needs to be done, and it's drastic. Okay, fine. That that's just is it may what seem it is. drastic, but it's it's common you, sense. I run a, I run a business I, or a couple businesses. I can't just oh, it's getting late in the year and we're we're behind a few million dollars. Let me just go print that. Right. No. So mm. the drastic is what they're doing. It's realistic to do it the way it that's should right. be done. That's a great point. Yeah. So so what's the what's the plan going forward in the primary? Yeah, and what what's your focus there? We're talking to Fred Von Cannon, fredvoncannon.com in District 13, a congressional district, which basically circles all of Raleigh. Uh, seven, how many counties is that? Eight. Eight counties all the way around Raleigh, a reverse C. So mm-hmm. most of you are probably in that. Uh, but what's your plan going forward? Because you got, you know, you got a significant well, yeah. primary challenge. Yeah, we, we'll probably have, we'll know next Friday, but I think we're going to have at least 10 people in this race. And so uh, I think who's going to win in a race like this in an R17, which simply means the district is 17 points Republican, is going to be the, the candidate who can get their message out to enough people so there's money involved. Yeah. That is the most conservative. And we've got endorsements coming uh, that will, I think, uh, solidify that I am that candidate. I am the conservative. I have the track record of being conservative. I'm standing on conservative principles, uh, fiscal and social conservative. I don't I don't back away from any issue. And I think that's what we need. And I know that's what the district is is craving. They they don't want more of the same. Yeah, We, we got here because we have too many people going up there to be liked to to make money mm-hmm. honestly steve you know this there, there's people that go up there worth 12 dollars and come back worth 12 million for us <laughs> it might be the other way around right might be the other way around right? I'm, and by the way and to that end i'm not taking a salary yeah not, yeah good not, for you not gonna do it i'm i'm there to serve yep yep and that's what we need that's why we need to go back in time that's what our founding fathers are all about yep. citizens that were willing to walk away from their already good lives to go serve that's something it. bigger than themselves fred von cannon always great to have you thank you thanks for being in we'll make sure we do some uh, podcast stuff together and i'll help you any way i can fred this is website fred merry christmas buddy thank you merry christmas to you <laughs> i gotta get some prime barbecue in me yeah you do like asap I think it's an emergency. This is Steve Noble on The Steve Noble Show. God willing, I'll talk to you guys again real soon. And like my dad always used to say, ever forward.